This week, the Rochester Rundown is brought to you by Ultra Federal Credit Union, a member-owned financial institution with two convenient branches right here in Rochester. Ultra is proud to support local independent journalism on Med City Beat. Today on the show, we'll bring you the thoughts of the Chair of Infection Control at Mayo Clinic on the role vaccines play in a modern society. Where would we be without them? How long have some sections of the population been distrustful of them? And most importantly, when can we expect one for COVID-19 and will it end this global pandemic? None of these questions have simple answers, but we'll bring you those answers in a second. Plus, as always, the news of the week that was one Rochester business announces an expansion, then one announces its closure the next day. The massive Gonda building expansion is on hold indefinitely, and we'll also bring you the details on one Med City resident hitting the national spotlight later this month. I'm Isaac James. It's Friday, September 4th, 2020, and let's get to the news. It may seem like the anti-vax movement is a recent fad, after Andrew Wakefield's infamous and debunked 1998 study claiming a link between the measles, mumps, and rubella, or MMR, vaccine, and autism, the modern movement against vaccines was born. After finding a home in various corners of social media, the anti-vax crowd has started to grow and chip away at some of the progress modern medicine has made in the past few years. A dozen schools, a Costco, and Portland's airports join a growing list of locations exposed to measles. In Clark County, where the outbreak began, one in three students go unvaccinated. The problem so widespread, the World Health Organization is calling the refusal to vaccinate one of the biggest threats of 2019, right behind Ebola. But according to Dr. Priya Sampathkumar, the chair of infection control at Mayo Clinic, this is not a new problem for our society. The anti-vaccination idea has been around for a long time. In fact, that distrust has existed since the first smallpox vaccine was created and made available to the masses in 19th century England. When the vaccine made it to America, the skepticism remained strong, including in Minnesota, where a newly immigrated Rochester resident had to take a stand against the misinformation. And in our very own backyard, there was a, an outbreak of smallpox. There was a lady... Um, who claimed that her child died after a smallpox vaccination and protested it and um, was very influential in Minnesota. And um, uh, William Mayo, the older Mayo, um, you know, wrote an article in the local newspaper saying that this person was responsible for over 10,000 cases of smallpox. Since then, numerous diseases went from being death threats to mere afterthoughts. That smallpox vaccine? It worked. No one on this planet has naturally contracted smallpox in over 40 years. It's eradicated. Polio? Eradicated in America. Diphtheria? Eradicated in America. Measles? Eradicated in America for 20 years, although that title is now in question after these various outbreaks we've seen across the country. But if those vaccines did not exist, or a majority of people simply refused to take them, Dr. Sampath Kumar says the consequences would be irreversible and society would look vastly different than it does today. It's estimated that if we didn't vaccinate children, over 250 children or, or individuals would die every hour of a vaccine-preventable disease. Wow. So vaccines are literally saving lives every single minute. Dr. Sampath Kumar added that any widely distributed vaccine must go through several phases of testing that normally takes multiple years to complete, sometimes even close to a decade. If there's tangible evidence that a vaccine harms people at any point in the process, it's back to square one. 
This is a long, arduous process to get a vaccine approved in normal circumstances. And while this process will remain arduous, our current circumstances may not allow for a long wait for the most anticipated vaccine. Some of the federal government's top health officials are suggesting a vaccine for COVID could be sent out in less than two months. It would be done through a special emergency authorization of the Food and Drug Administration. The CDC confirmed it has notified public health officials in all 50 states and five large cities to prepare for potential vaccine distribution. That would be for some higher risk people as early as late October or early November. Sure, a COVID-19 vaccine by November sounds fantastic, but is that even feasible? That answer just might be yes, according to Dr. Sampath Kumar. Progress towards a vaccine is being made at a record pace, with billions of dollars in funding and a concerted effort across the entire medical field, meaning procedural tasks that historically have taken months are being completed in days. Currently, multiple different vaccines are in phase three of testing, or small-scale human testing. Results on the first potential vaccines are expected in late October, and if there are no issues, that's a big if, expect a rollout within weeks of FDA approval because the drug companies are already attempting to get a head start on the manufacturing process. I think what has happened with COVID is that the manufacturing is happening side by side with phase three. They're taking a little bit of a gamble that yes, this vaccine is gonna work and they're preparing for it by creating the vaccine. So as soon as it's approved, it's ready to go. Dr. Sampath Kumar also added the caveat that the first iterations of this COVID-19 vaccine may reduce symptoms by, say, 60%. Not the 100% we're used to for most vaccines, but a huge relief nonetheless. If the vaccine is safe and even somewhat effective, this will be one of the most important breakthroughs of this century. And yet another proof that vaccines work. The Med City Beats Rochester Rundown is sponsored by Ultra Federal Credit Union. Whether you are in the market for a home mortgage, car loan, or are simply looking for a trusted brand to manage your money, Ultra is here to help. Unlike large, privately owned banks, Ultra is a credit union owned by its members, allowing it to reinvest profits in its stakeholders, employees, and the communities in which it operates. Among its key priorities, Promoting financial literacy to local youth through the Ultra Foundation. To learn more about how Ultra can help you live your best life, visit ultra.org. And now we'll look at the top stories from the past week on our site, medcitybeat.com. Mayo Clinic has indefinitely paused its proposed 11-story expansion to the top of the Gonda Building. The proposed expansion was first introduced in 2018 in partnership with Singapore-based Pontiac Land Group and was slated to include four floors of clinical space and a seven-story hotel. A clinic spokesperson said it would continue to pursue the expansion but left in the possibility of, quote, viable alternatives. Now, two tidbits of business news. Cameo at the Castle announced Wednesday that it would open a new cafe inside the Rochester Athletic Club. The new project is called Cafe Relish and will be open to the public after the former club, cafe, and deli space undergoes a full remodel. Check back for more information on that later in the fall. And after news of an opening, news of a business closure. Honest Bike Shop will shut its doors for the final time on September 19th. 
Owner Paul Myram said business had remained steady through the summer, but it was simply time to retire after 36 years in the business. The space will eventually be turned into an attorney's office. And finally, a Rochester resident will make his debut as a TED Talk speaker later this month. Wale Alegbade, who has been featured on this podcast before, will be one of 13 speakers featured in a collaboration between TED and the Project Management Institute. He'll be speaking on ways to fight and eventually end discrimination. His talk will air September 25th and 26th. Check out our website for a full Q&A with Alegbade. And that's where we will end this week. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, the best way to support us is to become a member. Be a part of quality local journalism at medcitybeat.com slash membership. Special thanks to Ultra Federal Credit Union for their support of the show. You'll be hearing much more from them in the coming weeks and months. I'm Isaac Janes of Med City Beat. Have a great weekend. and I'll talk to you next Friday.